back to GMs for Hire. I'm Matthew Perry. Alongside with me today is Will Polston as usual. And we are back today to give our predictions for the MLB awards. Uh, just about an hour ago, the finalists were revealed for the American League and National League awards. Uh, that being the MVP, the Cy Young, the manager of the year and the rookie of the year. And uh, we're just going to take a look at all the finalists and kind of give our predictions as to who we think will be taking home the gold this year. Uh, We're going to get right into it. Uh, We will start with the American League MVP. Now, the finalists for the AL MVP are Jose Abreu from the Chicago White Sox, the, uh, I mean, DJ LeMahieu from the New York Yankees, I'm sorry, and Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Indians. Will, we'll start with your thoughts on the AL MVP. So I don't think Jose Ramirez should end up winning the award. He got off to a very slow start at the beginning of the season. He definitely cranked it up in the second half in September. He looked amazing, probably the best player in the American League in September. But I feel like that's the only reason he's getting recognition is because of how much he put it on at the end. Uh, Whenever you look at consistency, uh, LeMahieu and Abreu both did a very good job throughout the season. I'm going to go with Jose Abreu just to to have – a different MVP. I mean, I was kind of shocked not to see Mike Trout, obviously he missed some time due to having his child. Um, and I mean, but otherwise he did Mike Trout things, but I mean, otherwise I'm going to go with Jose Abreu. He was very consistent throughout the season. He got off to a hot start and he was quietly one of the better players this year. Um, I think he was kind of maybe not necessarily outshined, but he was definitely had a couple of other players such as Eloy and Luis Robert would be uh, the more, I would say sexy names to that team, but I mean, Abreu had a phenomenal season. If you go back and look at the numbers, I mean, he, there's a reason why he's in the MVP vote. Um, again, I was kind of shocked by that, but uh, I don't know why that just happened, but uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked to see that he was in the MVP vote uh, at first, but then I looked back at his stats and I mean, there, there's an obvious reason why. So uh, I'm going to go with Abreu as my American league MVP. Yeah, speaking of Mike Trout, this is only the second year since 2012. He came into the league kind of halfway through 2011. Only the second time since 2012 that he has not ranked top two in the AL MVP voting, which comes as a shock to many, I'm sure, uh, myself included. Uh, As you mentioned, he did do Mike Trout things. But, uh, yeah, I think these guys are deserving of the finalist spots. Um, I think you nailed it right on the head, though. Uh, Jose Ramirez definitely did have a slow start, and I think that should play into – um, the voting, uh, LeMahieu and Abreu were very consistent. Um, I do think it's a toss up. I think it'd be very close. Uh, LeMahieu did things with a batting average that no one has done since I want to say like 1903 or something. Um, and for that, I'm gonna go with DJ LeMahieu, uh, the machine. Um, not, not just cause I'm a Yankee fan, but getting to watch Yankees baseball all year, you know, DJ was our guy and, you know, we had Luke Voigt who hit the homers. he, He has a good slugging percentage, stuff like that. But DJ is the epitome of consistency. You know, he's almost a guarantee uh, of getting some kind of runners in when there's runners in scoring position. Um, I really hope the Yankees just give him that blank check this year. I hope we lock him up for a long time. It was a steal signing him originally, and he's definitely paid dividend. That's the best second baseman in baseball right now. I don't want any questions asked about that. And that's my AL MVP. That's DJ LeMahieu. Uh, no disrespect to Jose Abreu. He had a great season, 
Um, one of the best seasons of his career. Uh, as he's aging, he seems to be getting better somehow, which is always a good thing. I and mean, we saw that guys like David Ortiz, he had a great final year. He got, he, he never really fell off. So hopefully we could see that from Abreu because the uh, White Sox are going to need it. But LeMahieu's my MVP. Jose Abreu one of those, like, he's somebody who's not going to be known by, like, a casual fan, too. Jose Abreu, for as good as he is, is really kind of overshadowed by a lot of people. And he's been almost a king of consistency his whole career. I mean, he, he's never had a bad season, I would argue. Um, never too much on injury issues. He's always in the lineup. He's just kind of one of those consistent guys. And uh, I think it'd be nice to see him get rewarded. Obviously, DJ LeMahieu, as you mentioned, had a phenomenal season as well. But I'm just going with Abreu just to see it. Like, I, I think it should be deserving. I think some of his hard work and all of his stuff, again, being one of those very underrated players in the MLB, like, I, I just want to see it happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on to the NL MVP. Uh, finalists for that are Mookie Betts. His first year with the Los Angeles Dodgers was a fantastic one. He is a finalist. Uh, Atlanta's own Freddie Freeman. He is a finalist. Many people um, have been supporting him in this race and kind of one that raised eyebrows for me. His season kind of flew under the radar just because the other star on his team, but the Padres Manny Machado is our third and final finalist for the NL MVP. Uh, Tatis definitely stole the spotlight in San Diego, but Manny Machado had a fantastic season. Uh, could you shed some light on that? Yeah, Manny Machado really went under the radar, as you mentioned, because of Fernando Tatis. And whenever you look at his season, he still ended up hitting, uh, I want to say, over 300. And he had an OPS around 158, which is phenomenal. He had 16 home runs. Uh, again, a phenomenal number, especially in a short season. 47 RBIs, 44 runs scored. Uh, it, it's one of those to where the numbers are relatively great, you know, for especially for a short season. Manny Machado really pick, picked it up throughout the season. Um, as mentioned, Tatis definitely was there and had quite the start. He was definitely looking like the front runner for the NL MVP and then ultimately doesn't even make the finals. But whenever I'm looking at this, my NL MVP is obvious. And I think it's the man down there in Atlanta, Freddie Freeman. Uh, I was kind of shocked by the fact that I looked it up before the show and I was kind of shocked to see that he has never finished top three in the, uh, the MVP voting before. Um, absolutely daunting. I've always thought he's been one of the better players in the national league for some time, but this year he led the league in doubles. He led the league in runs scored. He bad over three forty one. had an OPS or not an OPS an O wait. Yeah. An OPS. OPS, an plus. OPS uh, well, he had an OPS plus over 180, but he also added an OPS of over 1100, mm -hmm. which is absolutely phenomenal. I should tell That's you fantastic. right there just how much he's hitting the ball. Uh, you know, anything over 800 is is considered really good, and then he's doing it over 1100. So, uh, I think Freddie Freeman should be up there. Uh, I talked about Mike Trout being left off. I was kind of shocked to see Marcelo Zuna being left off of this, and then. You want to talk about somebody missing time and really getting affected? I know you mentioned him earlier, so I'll let you take that. I mean, there was a guy who missed some time, unfortunately, and he should definitely be in the MVP talks. Yeah, that guy, that guy for me that missed time, uh, unfortunately he had COVID at the beginning of the season. But Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals, he's still – he turned 22, what, a week or two ago. He's – you know, he is the future of this league. Guys like Ronald Acuna Jr., guys like Juan Soto – they will be defining the National League's offense for years to come. And it's a shame that Soto got COVID because if he didn't, 
the way he played this year, if he done, did that over a 60-game season, I think he'd have my MVP vote. But unfortunately, he's not among the finalists, so I cannot put him into consideration. Um, but yeah, uh, Freddie Freeman's due. It, it was a shocker to me that he hadn't gotten MVP, MVP votes in the past. Kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson in the NFL. I think they could, they're definitely the counterpart in the, in the respective leagues. Both guys are stars uh, on their team in the entire league as a whole and just don't get the recognition they deserve until this season, hopefully. But yeah, I think Freddie Freeman's due. Uh, Mookie Betts had a fantastic season, both offensively and defensively. You know, first season in LA and they finally get that ring. I don't think that's any coincidence. I think he had a big part in them winning that championship. And then Manny Machado, like I said, kind of flew under the radar because Tatis was on the team. Uh, I do think Tatis had a good season, but definitely look, looking at the numbers, Machado had the uh, prettier one on paper at least. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think he's getting the MVP this year. I'm going to have to give this one to Freddie. Uh, like I said, he's due. Uh, going, going on to pitching, uh, the Cy Young, the AL Cy Young, our finalists were, I think, I think this one's an easy one really, but our finalists are Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians, uh, Kenta Maeda from the Minnesota Twins, and uh, Toronto Blue Jays ace Hinjin Ryu, who's back in Cy Young voting for the second year in a row. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, you said it best. It's obvious. I mean, the yeah. triple crown winner. I mean, obviously led the MLB in ERA strikeouts. Uh, also whip, I want to say. Uh, was the third category of that. I mean, Shane Bieber is, was absolutely phenomenal. Had 122 strikeouts, uh, ended the season with a 1.63 ERA. I mean, the, the kid was absolutely lights out and just phenomenal this year. I mean, having a record of 8-1 and one should tell you everything you need to know. I guess that was the other category, not whip. But, I mean, how do you go 8-1 and one with a sub-1.7 ERA and lead the league in strikeouts? I mean – it's literally no competition. I mean, it, it's probably going to be unanimous, uh, unanimous AL Cy Young for that one. I'm Shane Bieber all the way. Yeah, I, I don't have much to say on that. You covered it pretty well, honestly. The, the Cleveland Indians, their high point is their pitching, and that was definitely defined by Shane Bieber. This is his best season yet. Uh, kind of like how I said Juan Soto is a young star of the NL offense. The Cleveland Indians have a very strong pitching staff, and it's headlined by Shane Bieber, who – yeah, like you said, had a, a fantastic season on paper and for the team. It's unanimous, like you said. I, I have no question there. I think Maeda had a very good season, especially since he's going up in age. I think the Dodgers kind of thought he was done, uh, or at least his best stuff was behind him. But, I mean, him with the Twins, he definitely showed that he still has something in the tank. I mean, that's a great season. And Ryu, that's two seasons in a row now. Uh, I don't have his ERA on me. Maybe you could look that up for me. But, um yeah, that's I know that's uh, for Ryu. Yeah, I know that's two seasons in a row where he's had a pretty good ERA. That was his uh, standing out statistic last season, at least the one that stood out to me. This season, he ended the year with a two six nine ERA. Okay, so mid twos, I think that's pretty decent. Uh, it's not it's not Bieber's ERA by any means, but it's good enough to become a finalist. But yeah, credit to those two guys, but Bieber all the way. Um, NL Cy Young. Uh, this one is going to be a close one, I think. I don't, I don't think there's any way this is unanimous. Uh, we got Trevor Bauer from the Cincinnati Reds, the hottest new free agent on the market. Uh, the Chicago Cubs, uh, Hugh Darvish. And then Jacob deGrom, who seems to be there every year now. He kind of flew under the radar for being the best pitcher in baseball um, the past few years. I think that still stands, that statement. But 
yeah, many people are not uh, looking in the way of Jacob deGrom when it comes to NL Cy Young. No, and honestly, I think Jacob deGrom will probably be third this year. I, I don't think that he's going to be in the top two. Uh, we started to think that this may be the Jacob deGrom award. Uh, I know that I, I want to say I predicted him to win it again, or maybe I predicted Max Scherzer early on. But, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that this is going to be deGrom's year. I think it's really a toss-up between Darvish and Bauer, and then it becomes what do you prefer more? Do you prefer the wins or do you prefer the statistics? And I think Jacob deGrom winning it the last two years should prove that the voters don't necessarily care about the wins. And so I think with the five and four record that he had, I think the hottest commodity in free agency, I think Trevor Bauer is going to walk away with it. Uh, he had a hundred strikeouts on the dot, a hundred, a 1.73 ERA, which led the national league. Uh, I think the numbers speak for themselves. I think the, the change of scenery was really good for him. Obviously. I mean, he was not having it over in Cleveland. He came over to Cincinnati and he pitched very well, especially for a struggling Cincinnati Reds team. Uh, made put them in playoff contentions you know they they were very close uh actually they went to the playoffs uh and ended up uh, obviously falling to the atlanta braves but ultimately he pitched phenomenal in the playoffs he gave them a amazing chance to win game one uh pitched phenomenal in the regular season uh, absolutely great season by trevor bauer he's gonna be a very wealthy man here soon um it's just a matter of where and honestly he blew away expectations this year I, I think for a contract year he pitched absolutely phenomenal and if you're trying to get a new contract I think the best way to do it is to win the NL Cy Young and I, I think I think it'll be him but don't don't sleep on Darvish though Darvish had a very good and a very comparable season as well he ended up leading the National League in wins and his ERA and his strikeouts were not far behind so uh, yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Bauer yeah I have to agree with you all the way on that one honestly uh, DeGrom still had a great year uh, a 238 ERA is not bad by any means, but just comparing that to Darvish's 201, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, Bowers, I would just say 1.93 or something like that. 173, yeah. even better. You know, it's hard to not go Bauer here. Uh, he had a fantastic season. I feel bad for him because the the Reds' offense just hung him out to dry in the playoffs. Like it, it's real sad uh, how and that explains his five. How do you go five and four with a 173 ERA? Yeah, I, like DeGrom, I, mean, I think it was DeGrom last season, the season before, with well, like two games over 500 with like a 160. Yeah, I think DeGrom went five and four this year too. Like these are these yeah. are numbers. These are numbers that you should be getting with the Mets offense, you know, not the Reds. But besides yeah. that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, I gotta go Bauer here. Uh, I don't think it'll be unanimous. I think Dar Darvish might get a couple votes, but I think Bauer wins this one by quite a bit. Uh, he's had a great season. I'm excited to see where he ends up. And I'll be excited to cover that when uh, he signs in free agency. But uh, moving to the managers of the year, uh, the American League, we have uh, America's favorite manager, Kevin Cash, who's made some of the best decisions of recent. Uh, Charlie Montoyo, former Rays third base coach, now turned Blue Jays manager. And then the now unemployed Rick Renteria, formerly of the Chicago White Sox. That is something I can talk about forever um i have strong feelings about the white Sox letting go rick renteria but we'll save that for another time will what are your thoughts on manager of the year uh my thoughts on manager of the year is i don't understand how you can fire a candidate that's uh up there for manager of the year i mean rick renteria and the white Sox performed well above expectations this year um and then you just let him go which is utterly shocking if i had a vote i'm going rick renteria but 
unfortunately I do not. And it becomes, is it Montoya or is it cash? And ultimately I don't see them going Montoya. I mean, they, the blue Jays had a year above expectations as well this year. Uh, I, I cannot front the blue Jays. They were playing in away from their, they weren't, they literally did not play a home game this year. Uh, they played in Buffalo, New York, uh, away from home, uh, away from everything they played, but they played decent baseball. They made the playoffs, but of course, only because they were extended. Um, and I think because of that, that's going to sway voters a little bit. I don't think if you look at it from a regular season standpoint, they still miss the cut. Um, Ultimately, I think it's going to be Kevin Cash. Do I like that? Absolutely not. Um, but, you know, it, it's got to be somebody, and I doubt they're going to give votes. I mean, Rintree is going to get votes, but I, I could, I highly doubt them giving the award to somebody who's not employed anymore. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, I think the winner is going to be Kevin Cash, but I, my vote's for Rick Renteria. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll hit Montoyo first because I don't think he's going to get many votes, if any. Uh, the Blue Jays faced some interesting circumstances this year. As you mentioned, playing in Buffalo, uh, couldn't even play in their home country, uh, let alone home stadium. Definitely couldn't have been easy for them, but they took a lot of steps forward this year. Um, a third place finish in the AL East, not an easy division, but they made it work. They got a bunch of key wins against teams like the Yankees and the Rays. Uh, and they have some young stars, you know, guys like Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, uh, Teoscar Hernandez had a breakout year. He was fantastic. Hinjin Ryu of the of their pitching staff is a Cy Young finalist. They've taken many steps forward and made the AL East a lot more interesting, especially now that the Red Sox are dog shit. Um, they've kind of taken their spot in the beast of the East, at least for now. Uh, and yeah, uh, the got to credit the Rays at least for producing bunch of good managers. Rocco Baldelli last season with the Twins, he was a manager of the year candidate. He used to be the Rays bench coach before he went to Minnesota. Charlie Montoyo, as I mentioned, was the Rays third base coach. Now he's the manager of the Blue Jays. Um, but taking that to the Rays, Kevin Cash, if uh, a month ago, a month ago, uh, I would have had Kevin Cash as my manager of the year. Uh, he's typically very good with his decisions, uh, but we've shown, we've seen now that when it matters most, he can make some questionable ones. Uh, of course, I'm referring to the uh, pulling of Blake Snell in game six, right? Yeah, in game six of the World Series after only 73 pitches, which was the most he had thrown all season. Yes, but that's a winner go home game. And we saw what happened. They got sent home. Uh, he's no longer my manager of the year. Uh, I, I can no longer trust him. He talked a lot. He cashed a check that he couldn't cash. Uh, pun intended, Kevin Cash. Um, there you go. Um, and yeah, that that uh, put me in a bad mood with Kevin Cash. And I don't want any part of him at this point. I think he's a good manager, but he's just annoying at this point with the checks here's, he can't cash. Here's the thing about that is that I've seen a lot of people going, uh, you know, one way or the other. It seems like it's a very polarizing topic, whether or not you take Blake Snell out. And a lot of people are going, oh, analytics say Blake Snell's not a great pitcher the third time through the lineup, uh, yada, yada, yada. All this, you know, batter statistically hit better third time. Who gives a shit? Like, if you have a two-hit shutout going into the third time of the order and the next three batters are 0 for 6 with 6 Ks, you leave that pitcher in. I don't care what your I don't care what your stats show you. Sometimes pitchers are on, and if they're on, you leave them in. I mean, why would you? I don't care if it's game six. I don't care if it's game seven. I don't care if it's opening day of the regular season. You leave that guy in. I mean, there's no reason to take him out. Literally none. I mean, Kevin Cash. 
great job with what you have. I mean, he's he is a great manager for making things work with the pieces that he has. But, man, after game four, the ending of game four, to see the way the Rays won that game, it almost seemed like the World Series was theirs to lose. And they did just that. Um, uh, luckily, luckily for him, uh, the, the awards are based off the regular season. So that's definitely going to help him out. But uh, that Blake Snell thing won't even go into effect. At least it shouldn't. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't see why Kevin Cash won't win it just because I don't think they'll give it to Rick Renneria and I don't think it's Montoya's year. So yeah. yeah, the the Blake Snell thing could be a whole episode of its own. I mean, some people could say, oh, the offense could have put up more than one run. Yes, but Snell had been nearly perfect thus far into that game. Uh, but yeah, that's a whole different episode. We might touch base on that some other time. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Rick Renneria. You know, I'm a I'm a go with the guy that doesn't have a job. The man, the best manager in the AL is unemployed. Um, Tony La Russa is a great manager. And I know this has nothing to do with the manager of the year voting, but I don't see the problem with Rick Renteria. I think the White Sox had a great season, kind of like the Blue Jays. You have a young team that's growing every year. You got young stars. You got Eloy Jimenez, Yohan Moncada, uh, Luis Robert. You got Tim Anderson, the bat flip king. You got Lucas Giolito, who threw a no-hitter, for God's sake, this year. He had a fantastic season. Uh, Jose Abreu, I don't know how I haven't mentioned him yet, the a an AL MVP finalist. You got to work with what you got. And I feel like Rick Renneria is really good at working with younger guys. And now this is the second time he's been replaced by someone older. Tony La Russa is a Hall of Fame manager. There's no denying that. But he hasn't managed in nine seasons. And I know he had great success with every team he's been on, whether that's the Cardinals or the A's, or I think he even made the White Sox good back in like the 70s and 80s. And that's fine. I like Tony La Russa as a manager, but I'm concerned with how well he will mesh with those young stars. I think he's been out of the game quite a long time and things have changed. You didn't see bat flips and chains popping and stuff like that nine years ago. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, he's had some views on Tatis's uh, when Tatis hit the three, uh, uh, the three Oh home run against the Rangers early in the season, he had some views on that, that I didn't like that weren't uh, fun oriented, more respect oriented. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, manager of the year, Rick Renteria, I think he grew a lot like, like the Blue Jays and Charlie Montoyo did. And I think you need a stable manager to send them forward and changing that up right when this, when this team's growing and improving isn't the way to do it. But I hope Renteria finds work soon. Uh, I'm going to give him the manager of the year. I think he's most deserving, whether he's employed now or not. Uh, I, think, I think him being up for this award should show like the incompetence of Rick Hahn, the, the, the general manager of the White Sox. I mean, you have a young, a very young and upcoming team, as you mentioned. I mean, the, yeah, obviously there's some veterans, Yasmani Grandal, there's uh, uh, Jose Abreu, you know, there, there are some veterans on that team, but the core of the team is young and upcoming between Yoan Moncada, Tim Anderson, Eloy, Robert. Uh, the team has not seen its full potential to, to say the least. And you're going to take away the guy that they've been coached by. And not only that, but is considered as one of the better managers of the, the entire league. Uh, yes, obviously I'm a St. Louis Cardinal fan. I absolutely, I, Tony La Russa has my heart. I mean, we are alum, or at least I'm an alum and you're going to the school he graduated from. I mean, we have connections to Tony La Russa. I, I have more than most just because of the car being a Cardinal fan. Uh, I have a lot of opinions on the move. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a good manager still. I mean, obviously, 
no matter how much time he misses, as you mentioned, Hall of Fame manager, but I just don't know if this is the team to do it with. I mean, uh, if he wants to get back into managing, if he thinks he's ready, if he wants to do that, and some team wants to take a chance, by all means, I could have seen this for some team like the Tigers or somebody like who doesn't stand much of a chance or at least doesn't stand a chance for quite some time. If you want to try to get a new guy in there or a veteran to just try to coach the youngins up, but I mean, Rick Renteria was meshing with these guys fine. I mean, obviously, I they made the playoffs again, obviously because of extended playoffs. But I mean, the team's young and upcoming; they're not supposed to be playoff ready this year. Uh, so, questionable move. But I mean, I I enjoy Rick Renteria. I think Rick Renteria should obviously get it. But I, I don't know. I, I don't see I don't see a world where Kevin Cash doesn't get it. Unfortunately. Yeah, like like the Snell thing. That could be its own episode. But we'll move on to the NL managers of the year. Uh, Don Mattingly finally gets some kind of spotlight for what he's done with Miami. Their little Cinderella story definitely caught some eyes. Uh, David Ross, his first year as the Cubs manager, he makes the finalists. And Jace Tingler, I think this is his first season. I mean, he might have came in as interim last year. No, yes? I think so. I, yes, I think so. But him and the San Diego Padres definitely turned some heads this year, along with stars like Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. Let's get your thoughts here. So I'm going to start off by saying no to David Ross. Uh, I Yes, I understand it's a regular season thing, but I'm sorry, you got you got swept by the Marlins. Uh, just because of that, uh, I, I, just, I know I just said that uh, for Kevin Cash, it's a regular season thing. I don't care. If I have a vote, obviously something's going to play in. I, I guarantee you every single person voting is considering the playoffs in some way. And at the end of the day, you, you won the division. That's awesome. But you got swept by a – team that shouldn't have made the playoffs so uh i'm gonna go know that david ross uh so it comes down to mattingly and it comes down to jace tingler i'm gonna go with jace tingler uh frankly because another extent of if the playoffs aren't extended your team doesn't make the playoffs uh i think don mattingly did amazing with what he had uh very similar to montoya over with the blue jays uh i think that it it, it would be a very close race I I think these two are definitely going to it's not going to be one-sided because not only did Mattingly do that with what he had you have to look at what Tingler did with what he had and Tingler had one of the more loaded rosters in baseball Uh, granted he did very well again Padres another team that should soon be contending and they kind of came up earlier than expected another team I don't think anybody was expecting them to contend the way that they did but they they had a nice run uh they ran into the Dodgers unfortunately and that shut everything down but for a while they were America's team they were a very entertaining team to watch this year I mean Will Myers came out of his shell Trent Grisham played very well uh you got the the Eric Hosmer had uh, another career resurgence year I mean he he looked a little bit like Kansas City uh Hosmer this season uh, and then Machado and Tatis playing as well as they are. Uh, and then uh, all the additions were key additions. I, I, I think you have to give it to Jace Tingler, but I can see some votes going for Don Mattingly. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be unanimous, but uh, yeah, ultimately Tingler would have my vote. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with David Ross. Um, good year as manager. They were, there were questions at the beginning of the year, how he'll mesh with some of his former teammates, because guys like Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, you know, David Ross won the World Series with the Cubs, so he knows a lot of those guys personally. It wound up working out for the most part. You know, they made the playoffs. Uh, they did lose to the Marlins, but the Cubs are supposed to be good at this point. So I don't give David Ross that much credit. 
Um, I'm glad that he didn't break things apart completely. Uh, credit to him. But yeah, uh, I'm going Don Mattingly for this award. I'll be, I'll be straight up. Uh, if I'm the Padres, my GM, who I, I can't think of off the top of my head, I'll give him the, the executive of the year award or whatever the case is, because he made a lot of very smart moves. Guys like Mitch Moreland bringing in guys like Austin Nola, Mike Clevenger before he got injured. These are smart moves and they made the team better and much more of a threat in that NL West. Mattingly didn't really have much to work with. You know, their payroll's not great. They signed a bunch of veterans in the offseason, guys like Matt Joyce, guys like Jonathan VR. Um, you know, you look at that team on paper, and I know at least everyone at the beginning of the year was thinking this is a, a bottom team. This is a bottom-dwelling, rebuilding, you know, they'd be lucky if they won 60 games in a regular season, a full season type thing. But Mattingly did great with them. I mean, they turned a lot of heads the things they did in the playoffs specifically on a, on a grander stage was very impressive. Um, I got to credit Maddenly there. I can't, I can't even say like a GM thing because their moves didn't really do much. I know they traded VR at the deadline, but what they got back didn't necessarily pay off at least yet. They did bring um, in Starling Marte though. Yeah. Starling Marte, he did, he, he did play every game. He played 61 games in a 60 game season. That's, that's a little fun fact. That's something to remember something for the Jeopardy shows, but um, yeah, uh, Starling Marte was a good pickup. I will say that that was a good GM move, but um, overall they, it didn't affect the team, how it affected the Padres. So because of that, I think I'm going to go with the Marlins. Um, obviously the Padres and Cubs are better teams than the Marlins, but what Mattingly did with just about nothing and a short and a tighter schedule because of uh, the COVID issues that the Marlins had, I got to give him credit for that one. But Moving to the final award here, we have the Rookie of the Year Award. For the AL, we have uh, Flamethrower on the Houston Astros, Christian Javier, uh, Seattle's Kyle Lewis, and the Chicago White Sox phenom, Luis Robert. So with my opinion on this one, I think it's between two. I think it's between Luis Robert and Kyle Lewis. Mm -hmm. If I have a vote, I'm going Kyle Lewis. I don't think he'll win. Unfortunately, it's another Rick Renteria situation. I don't think that Kyle Lewis is going to get the attention, mainly because he's on the Seattle Mariners. Uh, I think whenever it comes down to it, the White Sox are the more appealing team. Luis Robert is the more appealing player. Uh, he's more marketable. He's more more everything than Kyle Lewis, other than the fact that I think Kyle Lewis had a better season. I mean, I think whenever you look at it from a statistical standpoint, from hitting wise if you're not going for power numbers if you're looking for somebody to get contact looking for somebody to put the bat on the ball i'm going kyle lewis uh he's also pretty pretty sound defensively he made some pretty good defensive plays throughout the season um obviously i don't think that really goes too much into effect in the rookie of the year but ultimately i'm gonna go with kyle lewis i think robert will win it um and i think honestly a lot of votes will go towards robert but i think it should be a little bit more split i don't think kyle lewis should absolutely blow the the blow the standings out of the water i think it should be pretty split between him and and robert but i think ultimately uh lewis should take it but uh, i've been wrong before so yeah I, i'm gonna give it to kyle lewis 100 i think i think if anyone else other than lewis wins this whether it's robert or javier there's something wrong with the voting system. I don't think that'd be fair to Kyle Lewis at all. He had a very consistent season. There was never a point where he slumped or had any kind of real dip. He was pretty straight through. Luis Robert was very bell curve, very slowish kind of start, got real hot in the middle, started drawing even MVP interest, and then slowed down at the end of the season. 
and into the playoffs. And, and that is just not something I'm cool with. That's not something that can win any kind of award, in my opinion. This little curve in the middle, I don't think that's fair to anybody. Uh, Christian Javier, he definitely stood out for the Astros in the playoffs. But like you said, this is a regular season award. So I, I barely even consider him. I think rookie of the year options this year, despite uh, many people making their debuts this year, I think they were limited on both sides, um, given the minimum appearances needed. Uh, so yeah, I'm going Kyle Lewis. I hope they don't choose marketing over the best player for the award because I, I'd feel bad for Kyle Lewis. I'd feel bad for the Mariners. And yeah, Kyle, Kyle Lewis has a bright future ahead of him. I can't wait to see what this kid does. Um, for the NL Rookie of the Year, uh, pick, uh, it was also Slim Pickens for this one. Uh, Alec Baum from the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Jake Cronenworth from the San Diego Padres and Devin Williams reliever for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, let's hear your thoughts on this one. So I think it's a one man race, but I can see where people are coming from because Devin Williams had a phenomenal season. And when I say phenomenal, I mean it. Uh, he had a 0.33 ERA. I mean, that is absolutely disgusting. Um, but how much love is a reliever going to get in this vote? And that's what scares me a little bit. I think whenever you look at the numbers, uh, 53 strikeouts uh, compared to uh, nine walks over 27 innings, and then to have a .33 ERA to go along with a .63 whip, I think that's kind of disgusting. I mean, that is that's pretty much unmatchable. I mean, he – He's absolutely gross. I want to say he already won reliever of the year in the National League, or if he didn't He was a win finalist it, for it. He, he definitely should be. I mean, uh, the, the numbers speak for themselves, but I, I'm kind of concerned on how the voting is going to go for a relief pitcher. Uh, I think if it comes down to somebody not doing anything towards relief pitching, I think Cronenworth is going to win it. He had a 285 average along with a 831 OPS, uh, slugging 447. Uh, not exactly a big slugger, but he could definitely get you the base hit whenever you need it. Um, my vote would personally go towards Devin Williams. Uh, but, again, I, it's going to be one of those to where, like, I don't know exactly what it, – it, almost marketability to where I don't know exactly how people are going to vote. Uh, my prediction would be Cronenworth, but my vote would go towards Devin Williams. Yeah, this is the same situation for me as the AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I got to get up in my seat for this one. Uh, if if Devin Williams does not win Rookie of the Year, I will be very upset, and there's something wrong with the voting. If anybody, no matter what position, what circumstance, starting pitcher, relief pitcher, your ball boy, if they're getting a 0.33 ERA, you give them an award. That is very impressive. I don't know anyone else in the league that did something like that in as many innings as Devin Williams. Uh, unfortunately, he got hurt in the playoffs, so we couldn't see him on a grander stage. But wow, this guy had a fantastic season. All credit to Jake Cronenworth. He had a real good season. I think his average was pretty high. I want to say, what, high 200, something like that. 280. Yeah, 282. 282, very good. Solid infielder. Uh, hopefully, he has a bright future ahead of him. He definitely stood out as one of the Padres' best hitters. All credit to him. But you've got to give it to Devin Williams here. Alec Baum, I'm sorry you were just there because they needed to fill the spot. And, and Cabrian Hayes did not have enough appearances to make the slot. I'm very sorry. But Devin Williams, you've got to give it to him here. That ERA stands out. The impact he had on the Brewers, who didn't have a very good pitching staff this year. Outside of Brandon Woodruff, who had an up year, uh, Josh Hader out of the bullpen as well. 
those are the only other those are the only two really notable guys on that pitching staff starting or relieving for the Brewers. Devin Williams is the future of relievers. And if you don't give him rookie of the year and maybe even reliever of the year, I don't know how that's gone yet. You're doing yourself a disservice. There's something wrong with the voting in this league. Uh, and yeah, that that's it. Uh, that's probably the hardest I've gone on one of these episodes. That, but, that 0.33 yeah. ERA is one run over 27 innings. And that one run was a solo shot. So yeah. That should let you know how much of a dominant pitcher he was. Basically, he allowed one run because of one bad pitch. Uh, that should let you know just how dominant he is. I don't know who hit the home run. I was trying to look that up. I would love to see who the one lucky guy was to kind of put the small little damper on Devin Williams this season. But he was absolutely lights out. And, I mean, that's an understatement, to be honest. Uh, literally almost lights out completely. Um, yeah, there, there's no reason Devin Williams shouldn't win this. But – uh, I, I again I don't know exactly what the voting is like I don't know what that's like when the last time a relief pitcher won rookie of the year when the last time a relief pitcher won any award other than other than uh reliever of the year uh but you know uh, it, it 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 could be shocking you know uh, and unfortunately like like you said if Devin Williams doesn't win it something's gotta we gotta get some new voters in there I mean it's ridiculous the last relief pitcher to win rookie of the year was not that long ago either. It was Craig Kimbrell in 2011. So, okay. so really, I mean, this this is looking but more and more realistic here's the thing. by the minute. Craig Kimbrell was a closer. Devin Williams is a setup guy, and that's uh, that's another thing. Is, is it you need holds? Holds are important. You holds do are, need holds, and I mean almost as important as saves because you can't without a hold you probably don't get to the safe situation so right i mean that could go either way i really hope to go in williams favor i mean you just heard me rant about it so <laughs> yeah um but those have been our award predictions um hopefully we're right hopefully everyone that deserves it gets it and it's not just a uh, uh popularity contest i'll say that uh for will polston i've been matthew perry we've Wilson been thought higher if there's a most improved a player, Denelson Lamette, National League, give it to him. Yeah, sure. 100%. Why not? Lamette had a fantastic season. Um, 100% give it to him. They didn't drop that today. If they do, we'll probably update you on Instagram or something. But, yep, for the GMs for Hire, we will see you guys next time.